Kia ora Victoria McLennan toko ingoa. Welcome to Bridging the Gap, a podcast that celebrates diversity here in Aotearoa, New Zealand's digital technology industry. I'm the CEO of IT Professionals, Te Pō Hangarau Nayo. From developers to programmers, product managers to designers, this field is filled with a wide range of individuals who bring unique perspectives and skills to their mahi. Join us as we delve into the stories and experiences of those who strive to bridge the gap and foster a more inclusive and thriving digital technology community here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Dila, who has kindly um, agreed for me to interview her. Kia ora, Dila. Kia ora, kia ora koutou. Um, thank you for having me, Vic. It's a privilege to be here. It's lovely to see you. So to get us started and help people get to know you um, and and why you're you're doing what you do, why don't you give us a little bit of an elevator pitch or barbecue pitch on who you are and what you do in this fabulous industry? Absolutely. Um, I'm Dilla and I am Senior Implementation Lead Micro Credentials at Tipu Kenya. Um, I have joined ITP sector, uh, um, or I should say uh, a different ITP to VIX one of education sector over uh, 12 years ago. And I have taught, I worked in operations and administrations, um, develop programs and certificate, certificates, and then moved into the development of micro-credential space uh, at Tipu Kenya. Um, and what I see myself as is a bridge between education and uh, businesses and other government agencies that choose to hire our graduates, um, our konga, um, that go through our uh, to go through Tipu Kenya. Totally agree that you're a bridge, and I think you're a fantastic bridge between the industry and the education piece, which is really, really necessary. But what was it in your background that prepared you for getting to this role that you're in now? What did you do before that that was the preparation? Well, um, working at Unitec at the time, which is now part of Tupikinga, was my first serious job, really, after graduating. I never thought I would end up at Unitech or education in general. And the reason I, um, it took me about six to seven months to get my first role after I graduated. And it was hard. It was, it was, it was soul destroying to an extent where you graduate and you go, how do you get it? How do you get your first job without having the uh, experience? And, you know, it's that circle where a vicious circle where you need to have experience to get a job, but nobody wants to give you <laughs> that job to get <laughs> the experience. That was quite a few years back. So when I was offered this role at uh, Unitech to work in operation in the operations administration part as a temp role, I was like, yeah, absolutely, sign me up. Yes, any, any employment is better than no employment. Um, so I worked there for six months as a temp, and then eventually I got offered a full-time role and then I grew into all the other things that I've done. And one of the reasons I stayed with education for so long is – I've gone through it myself with regards to trying to get a job, trying to get your first role after graduating. And then I thought, well, what can I do to make the life of the future and current learners maybe a little bit easier? What can I personally do to help them out? Um, we have fantastic educators that teach across Tifukinga um, who have who come from both academic and industry background. Um who are connected with industry themselves, but also you go, well, what, how can we connect our students with industry? So I think that early on introduction is absolutely critical. 
um, bringing industry as guest lecturers, but also providing learners with an opportunity to go on intern um, uh, with businesses or government agencies whilst they're studying so they could actually truly see what the tech industry in this case is really all about and then make a decision whether or not that is the right industry for them. So I don't think it's a one-way street. I think it's actually yeah. two-way street for both the learners and those who are offering employment. Um, offer employment post graduation. So I think our learners have to be or should be supported by us and the businesses during the internship so they could make that um, decision whether or not that's the right path for them and for their families. So not sure if that answers your question, but that's how we ended up where I ended up. No, no, but it is good and it kind of leads and nicely into my next question. So part of showcasing diversity is also um talking to I'm talking to lots of women who work in this industry and women only make up 25% of the digital technology industry. I know in the education space there are a lot more women um in that industry. And can you just Think about the challenges that you've faced as a woman and trying to make inroads working with tech companies because I know that that you would have had a few and how you've overcome those. Um, interesting question. And, I, you know, I was thinking about that early on as well. And I think I was very lucky that I managed to meet people who were male, male, uh, male mentors of mine, right, who who have believed in the ideas I had and who have supported me. So although I wasn't necessarily looking for a job myself in the tech industry, I was looking for those opportunities for our students. And I had those people who said, yep, let's make it happen. What do you need to, what do you need from us? And I was, and I, I do think I was very lucky and very privileged to have those people who were, uh, who were backing my ideas. Um, and, you know, one of them, for example, is um, David Eaton. I don't know, uh, if you've ever met him, he used to work at Datacom and he was one of the first guys I think who I worked with very closely in the tech industry. And um, and then there were so many more after who, who I've met through David um, who were just absolutely brilliant. So, so yes and no, it was challenging in some instances, but I think overall I had a lot of support going in and meeting businesses. Um, so I'm not quite sure if I, can, if I can speak to all the challenges that others may have faced. However, having said that, I think given that I have had that support and I have had that uh, mentoring provided to me, I always wanted to ensure that when our students go into the workforce, especially female students, they have those mentors are waiting mm. for them who are ready to look after them, whether they're male or female mentors. And, you know, we do we do our best to ensure that happens in the workforce. Yeah, nice. And having those champions, I think, as you say, people mm. who you can bounce things off and go back to yeah. and can advocate um, mm. is really important. So I know you love your job because we've talked about this many times and you're passionate about it. What was the moment that made you think, yes, this is where I want to be and what I want to be doing? I think when I first attended a graduation, not my graduation, students' graduation, and you see students walk across the stage. And at the time, um, it was pre microfidential era where students had to go study for six months or a year, three years. And you see them walk across the stage and you see the families, whānau, communities come and support them. And, um, I would get very emotional. I remember getting very emotional and go, wow, you know, I there's like maybe zero, less than 1% of my contribution, but nevertheless, it's so awesome to see those learners succeed and, you know, get closer to the to to the dreams and whatever whatever they were hoping to achieve. 
And then after that, getting few texts or emails, whatnot, from encouragers saying, hi, Dilla, I've got a job here and there. Nice. And it's so awesome. I've made a difference to my life or to the life of my loved ones. And that's that was a few years ago, but that's when I realized, yep, yeah, that's exactly what I want to want. Well, I'm happy where I am. And this is exactly what, what I want to do moving forward. Nice. I love those aha moments. So thinking mm. about thinking about those young people who are out there mm. who might be listening to this, if they're considering a future job in the digital technology space or and or thinking about people who are looking to change careers yep. to come into our space, what's one piece of advice that you'd give them? Uh, I'm glad you mentioned those who are just who may be reskilling as well, right? Because not just about all the young uh, learners. Um, uh, my advice would be to give it a go. I would go and um, hopefully come and talk to us at Tipukinga or any other provider across the country, understand what they may be potentially interested in, but also ask your provider to go and maybe connect you with some of the businesses out there so you could have a conversation with those that are already in the industry um to understand whether or not that's the right path for you before you even take on that journey mm. um i think it's very important and connect with those who may have been, may have gone through the same training previously find out where they are right now um and you know what are the pros and cons but ultimately to give it a go if you feel like this is something you are interested in sometimes you just have to jump in close your eyes jump in and figure it all out as you go through the journey If you're an IT professional or aspiring to be one, we encourage you to check us out as New Zealand's only digital technology industry body who is focused exclusively on the people who work in this industry. We provide a range of resources, events and networking opportunities to help you grow your career and stay up to date with the latest trends and technologies. Visit our website at itp.nz or flick us an email, info at itp.nz. And thinking about the skills that they'd need to develop, there are a whole lot of kind of hard tech software, mm. hardware skills. What mm. are the other skills that that people need to develop that have a really positive impact on the team or organisation that they're working in to be in this industry? I feel people mention soft skills all the time, but nevertheless, mm. those are still very important. And it's not, and it's 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 everything that soft skills have you know or you don't fall under soft skills um i think one of the important things is networking um and going and meeting people and telling people who they are and connecting with their linkedin and going to networking events and getting to know others um so i think this is probably one of the in my view one of the most crucial skills one could have is getting getting to know people connecting with them and figuring out, hey, well, you know, one day I may be working with Beck, I better go and connect with her. It might not be for the next two, three years, but in two, three years' time, there may be an opportunity. And if Beck knows that I'm looking for something, she might come and let mm-hmm. me know. Um, so things like that. Uh, but also, I don't know, that's probably not part of your question, but once you do graduate, my plea to all of our graduates all the time is please give back. To the future generation of learners yeah uh, i don't need anything you don't need to come and buy me coffee or mm. anything at all uh, but if you could come back and either give a guest lecture in the sense that you tell students what what their life is like on the other side of it but also if you see people joining in your industry either through the internship or entry-level role give them a hand you were there before so try to help others that are just joining or 
starting and, the journey and, and, and become a mentor right absolutely 100 yeah. 100% and if you see them you know networking sessions help them out and mm. tell them you know because at times um learning something or studying um Monday to Friday nine to five it gets challenging and it gets you know sometimes you get all stressed and you go oh, what am I doing this for but when you when you have someone on the other side of it going hey you can make it happen so of course you have your lecturers and educators to support you you have your uh pastoral care provided to you say for instance by Tipu Pinga but you know there are always other people out there who could become mentors and your friends hopefully they will mm-hmm. help you out oh so I'm going to ask you another question now <laughs> If you could invent something to solve a wicked problem, what problem would you want to solve? Okay, there are two things. So on a global scale, I think both of them on a global scale. Um, I would probably make, if we're talking about technology, I would make the tools available and accessible to all so that they could use those tools, the technology, to make the life better by choosing to study further or upskill or reskill to to benefit themselves and whoever's around them they choose to 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 have in the circle. So that's one of the things. And making I think it accessible will make a lot better life for all of us, right? In the country or across the globe. So it will be one thing. And a second one would be around climate change. I think we do need to find better solutions to have, um, especially so now, you know, we've seen all the impacts that climate change is having us recently, um, has had on us recently. So it's just something that I would like us to tackle together. Which I guess leads quite nicely into my next question about, you know, what do you see as the exciting things that are happening in the digital technology industry and how do you see them helping to shape and change um, our futures? So. Yeah, and I know that you're pretty close to some of the cutting edge, leading edge initiatives that are happening. I think the fact that we are, what I'm excited about is that we are making education more accessible and um, and we're providing learners with opportunity to learn or learn a particular skill or whatever that may be in a shorter period of time. So you no longer have to study for a year to three years to potentially get a job. So that really excites me. Um, So I think accessibility of education is a key, and that's something that I'm very, very passionate about. And also working with businesses, government agencies, multinationals on how do we, how do we, how do we give give those relationships that we have and then transfer them into the benefits for our learners and the wider communities. So how can we connect? Again, talking about my earlier point about being the bridge, and that's what I'm excited about, right? So how do I get all of the things I have, say, to my right and transition to the left, either through education or providing better um, employment opportunities for our students or you know, helping them with the, uh, with the tools they may have access to to better their, their lives. Nice. Free education sounds like a, a big answer to a lot of these questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I've got some quick fire questions to ask mm-hmm. before we go. If you had to choose between having a robot assistant running around after you or an AI virtual assistant taking the pain out of your workload, which one would you pick and why? AI. Come on, like AI. And why? 
I could then automate things and do things that are more creative or that uh, I could collaborate with others on and maybe automate boring tasks. Well, I shouldn't say boring tasks, but more the tasks that can be automated that would give me the time and freedom to to create and innovate and work with others. And um, yeah, that's what I would nice. definitely choose. Nice. And what's the best tech gadget in your life? My phone. And what's the worst? What about, what about yours? What about yours? Oh. Same, my phone back, right? So, I mean, it's A, the window to the world really, right? So you have your work life, you have your personal life, you have everything on your phone. But then that's the downside of it as well, right? You're always online. You're always, you're always just a phone call away, a text message away. So I think it's both, in my life at least. And you're one of those people that uses the phone and actually calls as well. There's so many people <laughs> in my life now that don't use the phone for phoning. Isn't that funny? Like, I, I think I think I'm a bit more old school in that sense. If, yeah. if there's a big conversation to be had, I don't want to have... I don't want to be texting for an hour. Let's just jump on the call and we can discuss it in two minutes. Yeah, I think it's great. I really do. Um, next question. Oh, so what? Is, yeah, so you said the best of worst was your phone. Mm. What's your top tech tip that you give to people? Well, just because of nature of my work, I don't give tech tips necessarily. But what I do tell people is, oh, not people, but the students, for instance, I engage with, never stop learning. Um, go and learn things, try things out. Do not be scared of what's out there, whatever yeah. that may be. That's great advice. And thinking about social media, are you a doom scroll or a shut it all down person? Well, both. Sometimes I go, yeah, I need to know it all, right? I need to be aware of what's happening out there. But then it does become overwhelming. I go, no, I'm just going to stop it. So, you know, going on Reddit and scrolling through all the, the feed and everything else, you go, nope. Um, um, yeah, so it's, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of a balance, right? So you you are aware of what's happening, whether it's negative or positive. But then at the same time, it's important, I think, to switch off and just go for a walk on the beach and spend time mm -hmm. with your family and completely switch off. Excellent. And finally, what makes you happy? Uh, professional level, uh, doing what I do right now makes me very, very happy because I do see the outcomes for the learners that we hope to achieve. And I'm very lucky to be in a position where I get to work with people like yourself and many, many, many others across the tech sector who, who believe in the same and want to do the best to make it happen. Um, and personal level is just being able to hang out with my family and uh, on the weekends and just enjoy my life and enjoy the beautiful blue skies of New Zealand when we see them in Auckland, like we're, we're having them today. Um, and yeah, just uh, appreciate what we have around us. That's what makes me happy. That's awesome. Thanks, Dela. And Thank do you, you have any passion projects you want to plug just before we go? Well, we have we have quite a few projects across the booking, uh in the space of microdigital in particular, I don't really want to, I mean, we could talk about those, but given the audience that may be listening to this podcast, um, I'll probably ask for something if you don't mind. I would yeah. ask for businesses and organizations out there that are interested in getting a new talent in. And I don't always, I don't mean young talent, I mean new talent to detect those maybe reskilling and upskilling as well. 
Um, and if you're interested in having a diverse workforce of the future, and if you would like to give back to New Zealand as a country and the number of our communities across the country, come and talk to us and see and tell us if you could provide any internship opportunities or employment opportunities to our learners um, that are very eager to join the workforce. Um, and sometimes it's about that those connections were talked about by the network and how, how we can make it happen. So if you if any of your listeners are out there that in the position to do so, I'd love to talk to them. Nice. Um, and the best way for them to get a hold of you maybe via LinkedIn, is that? Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn, as you know. Um, so if they want to have a chat, um, even if it's not about providing internship opportunity at this stage yet, but I'm always keen to connect and see how we can work in the future. That's awesome. We'll make sure we put your LinkedIn contact details with Thank us. you. Thank you for your time. I really enjoyed learning more about you and hearing your story and um, appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much for your time, Vic. Kia pai tō Thank you for listening. Join me at the next episode of Bridging the Gap.